0: It is a shining Monday, January twenty-fifth, twenty sixteen, and we are that close to National Signing Day. Your favorite fellows are here right now.
1: Right now. Direct from rivals in Yahoo Sports. This this is the Trojansports podcast. For a URSA URSA touchdown. touchdown With Trojan Sports publisher, Chris P. Swanson. Moving on. you love you better cut that out, man. I swear. That
2: better I better not hear that on the podcast. You mean whatever. about the him doing that? Yeah, we broke down. The the uh,
1: Beat reporter, Adam J. Maya. Here we go. Message yeah. sports. We start. Marvin yeah. S. Blair Angulo. Oh yeah. What's his name? Blair and, Gulo, and with the recruiting information you crave. The day is for what, Adam? I'm going to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, and yes, your host, our very own Ron Burgundy. You say classy, San Diego. Reading whatever is on the prompter.
0: Defense is Sua Adori Chalk by the end of the not year, not by not the
3: way. Chalk, <laughs>
0: I don't know why I said, I'll, I'll just read whatever it says, baby.
3: I, I know. Yeah. Chris Morales. It's a touchdown.
1: It's the weekly radio show you need for everything USC. Is that your first joke? Out, the kids are back. That's really a no good one. Follow Trojansports.com on Twitter at USC underscore rivals. The, the Trojansports.com are back. podcast kicks off. The kids are back. Now, now. now, now. Oh, watch out, the kids are
3: back! Here, Here is, your, is your, host your host
1: from the Yahoo Sports headquarters in Playa Vista,
0: Chris Morales. And welcome into the TrojanSports.com podcast for Monday, 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 Monday morning as we record this. I am Chris Morales, Adam J. Maya, beat reporter for Trojan Sports is here. Chris P. Swanson, the publisher. There are rumors that the greatness of Blair Angulo is going to join us because we have a recruiting Lollapalooza, really, because we are that close. February 3rd, Wednesday, a little over a week away from National Signing Day. USC with the number one class last year. We'll see what happens this year. And we got a lot to get into. Boys, how are you? you're good
3: i I can't believe Blair would be available nine days before <laughs> sunny day. I, I know he he'd be he like is knee deep at he, work
0: he is knee deep. We will find out what he is up to because he said, I can break you guys off just a few minutes. I'm busy today, so we're going to find out what uh, the one and only Buffalo Bill is up to. Buffalo Blair is what we're going to... We need to start a Twitter account that's like one of those fake ones where yeah, we just I tease guess. him. <laughs> it's like Buffalo Blair, and it's just us just <laughs> tweeting <laughs> crazy stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, guys, I mean,
0: I mean. there's an... I actually thought of... And well, don't worry, everyone. We're going to talk personal here for one moment, then we're going to get to recruiting. But I thought of Chris Swanson when there was an ad during the game yesterday, or one of the games, for the new Carlos Jr. special which is like a double cheeseburger, a spicy chicken sandwich, a drink, and fries for like $5. And I thought of the one and only Swanee, because we mentioned spicy chicken sandwich last week.
2: Oh man, that's, I'm glad you told me about that's that. Now Carl's you got lunch Street and dinner today. today. Oh yeah, I'm off man. Hey, let's hurry this up so he gets get to Carl's Jr.
0: But that's what we'll do on, on the Buffalo Blair Twitter page. We'll just tweet out like crazy stuff. It's going to be amazing. You know what I
2: wonder though? Do you think his wife has met Precious the dog and like has seen the actual like well where he keeps the victim yet? Or do you think he's going to hide it from her and she's oh. just
0: eventually going to find out? She'll eventually find out and they'll be like, oh, Oh my god, how did this happen?
2: Yeah. Who did I marry? (laughs) (laughs) She seems too nice to, you know, be into like you know, kidnapping women and sticking them in a
0: well and Yeah, and dogs. She's just gonna look at herself in the mirror one night and go, Why do I always hear that song playing at eleven PM after I've gone (laughs) to bed? Oh, everyone. (laughs) Welcome in. You can subscribe on iTunes. Search us out trojansports.com podcast or Trojan Sports Talk. Either way, we are at podcastarena.com slash Trojans. And of course, uh, that's also on Audio Boom. You can download the Audio Boom app and take us anywhere. Just search us, trojansports.com podcast. We are there in many places to touch you, to give you your greatness. Speaking of greatness, it is recruiting time. And is there anybody greater at this than the one and only Chris P. Swanson? Chris. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Thanks That's what we
3: got. Oh, wow. Is there
0: anybody at Rivals better than Crispy Swanson? Let me rephrase. No. Okay, no. good. <laughs> Perfect.
2: Perfect. Let's leave that all in. And oh, we're sure. going
0: to. Anyway, so let's start off the, uh, the recruiting headlines, Mr. Swanson, and let's start right at the top with a five-star. Defensive tackle Rashawn Gary.
2: Yeah, we're gonna kind of take you guys back in time. I'm sure there's a song that Chris. Yes, Johnson. the Huey
0: Lewis song, "Back in Time" from yeah, Back yeah. to the Future. Let's roll that song. Why not?
2: <laughs> Why not? And we're going back. You know, a week. We're not. We're not. We're going to talk about the guys that were on campus last uh, this past weekend, obviously. But we're going to go back a little bit to Rashawn Gary, who visited on the weekend of the fifteenth. Uh, we caught up with his with his mother after the visit, and you know we we uh, had a big article come out. It seemed like everybody was excited about it on the message board, Much to my uh, surprise and pleasure, uh, but. You know, it seems like USC is kind of in this for him. Maybe Uh, his mother had some great things to say about the school, the campus, and trying to make sure that the coaches, you know, visit Rashawn Gary in home uh, and you know make sure that they meet the family that they that they have a chance to be considered. So I wanted to get Adam's take because I know he read the article and he's an opinionated guy as well. But it seems like people are kind of becoming a little bit more positive towards the possibility that Rashawn Gary could end up at USC. It doesn't seem like the likely thing, but I don't know. It seems like there's a little bit more of a positive vibe around his recruitment in USC right now.
3: Well, if you listen to his mother, you might get the impression that he's coming, or that there's a great possibility that he'll be coming. But I know that you tried to talk to Rashawn himself, as many have, and weren't able to do it and you know he doesn't really talk too much to the media. And so it's always hard to really know what's going on when you can't talk to the player. Uh, whether it's a handler or a guardian or a parent or a coach, they can dress things up a certain way. And I got that impression a bit from his mother because you would even asked her about, his uh, plans for the weekend this past weekend and she said oh it's just you know gonna be one more official visit next weekend well he went to michigan on an unofficial visit and that's where he's been rumored and projected to go for a while now and so i just don't know how serious he really is about usc i'm sure that they did enjoy their experience they're coming from Paramus, New Jersey. I've been there. I actually ran a car from there. And uh, when you're coming from there in January to L.A. in January, man, uh, you know, you can sign up for USC like on a dotted line on that visit. Although, you know, he, he can't. He has to wait till February. And, and so for him to go back to, to Ann Arbor uh, with John Harbaugh, or excuse me, Jim Harbaugh. Um, I don't. I don't see him coming to USC, unfortunately. No, I, I'm
2: with you, um, and you know, from talking to her, from from reading the quotes they wrote out, and you know, reading the whole story again, and just thinking thinking it over, um, I feel like a lot of people got the impression that she was highly impressed with USC, which I think she was, and that she was, you know, pushing her son to maybe go there. Um I get the impression that she was, that she's pushing her son to just consider them. I feel like that they're not really one of his top schools because she mentioned, Hey, you know, uh, this is just one part that really stands out to me about it when she's talking about the in-home visit with USC and it hasn't happened yet. And she, she said, Hey, you know, we have to start telling some other schools no because we need USC to have an in-home visit, meet the family because they're a real option. And then she talked about how, you know, other coaches that recruit him have been on in-home visits multiple times with with them and to me this just this just Kind of makes it obvious that USC is playing catch Up with him um, if they haven't been in there Once and she's talking about hey we have To get them in there once so we can actually Consider them I, I agree with you Adam I don't think it's going to happen um, I think he saw the school and I Think that you know maybe the fact that they do have The nice weather in January gives USC some kind of a chance with him but It doesn't seem like he's you know Going to come pick USC he's from New Jersey There's a lot of good schools and a lot of good Football programs you know in between between New Jersey and Los Angeles. And, you know, I think, uh, Michigan's probably the one.
3: Yeah. I and mean, he, he not mind that weather up there in, in Michigan. He, he won't, he won't care. He won't be affected by it.
2: No, it's home. It's the same thing as home to him. So
0: by the way, guys, did you guys uh, see the story about Jim Harbaugh and the, uh, Netflix and chill going on with recruits? Not literally, but that he was having sleepovers and all kinds of stuff.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've been up on that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of strange it is a little know. strange isn't it it's a little strange I, I i'm not sure if i was a you know if i was a high school recruit if i'd really think oh you know i want you know sleep sleeping on my
0: floor Climb, tonight Can't doing wait. tree climbing trees building forts maybe do you think they play like call of duty
3: <laughs> i don't really know what they play <laughs> drink
0: drink some uh <laughs> some uh Yoo-hoo and uh maybe uh marshmallows and all kinds of stuff Right. You know, I would just If I were him, I'd be concerned just because if there was like
2: a Penn State scandal with someone on a staff eventually, no! you know that that's going to come up, though.
0: That, like, it hey, the coach
2: is sleeping over at these kids' houses. I don't know. I don't know if I should have gone there, but it just came yeah. to my mind. It's okay.
3: Yeah. So. It's all Big Ten football, man. <laughs> Same thing.
0: <laughs> oh, the Big Ten. There you go. Oh, yes. all right. How about five-star defensive end Jonathan Kongbo?
2: Yeah okay we're we're going we're going forward and to the future I guess well not really because he was on he was uh, on campus last weekend but uh forward from our time with Rashawn Gary at least and you know uh, Jonathan Conwell five star defensive end from junior college in, in Yuma Arizona they got you know USC got him out on campus things are looking good you know they're one of his top schools he decommitted from Tennessee shortly after getting that USC offer tweeting out from his visit all weekend about, you know, just showing off the 55 jersey. It seemed like he was having a blast. Blair and Gulo posted a little scoop on the board. Uh, Something positive with uh, USC and Kongbo. I don't want to give it away. You should sign up and read it, but, you know, I think... uh, I think things are looking pretty good here uh, for the Trojans. They might get you know that uh, that five-star defensive lineman uh, that that you know I know everyone's been pining for. All USC fans, they always love getting those five-star defensive linemen. I think I think it could happen here. Kongbo, obviously, you know he's playing JUCO ball in Arizona, but he's not really connected to that area. So USC kind of loses that maybe that local uh, pull. But there's a lot of other things in play here that I think USC has. You know, I know the coaches always talk about how they pitch the big international community at USC, their diversity. I think that would play into Congo's recruitment. I think they have a role for him too. I'm starting to feel Congo to USC. Adam, how are, you, uh, how are you feeling about him and the Trojans?
3: Um, I mean, from what I read, it looks like it might be happening. I, I'm thinking more about a conversation that you and I had earlier this weekend about how it seems like most people only care about the five-star guys right now and defensive linemen and convo is you know double jeopardy both and you think that these guys are game changers for not only the recruiting class but on the field and so I mean the JUCO guy. Theoretically, they can play right away, and and make an impact right away. So I guess how big of a deal do you think this would be if he came?
2: I think it's huge because I I think that they would have a. I think they have a role for him. I think they have a need for him to play right away. From watching his tape, I think he could play right away. Uh, And I also just think from from really. you know, usually this doesn't matter at USC, but just from the standpoint of how the fans feel about the coaches and Clay Helton and all that, I mean, just think about think about this: if they didn't get, uh, you know, Rashawn Gary or Jonathan Conbo, because we're talking about five stars and defensive linemen, I think they're they're both, and those are really the two prospects that it seems like everybody cares about. If they got those two prospects. Not only does USC probably have one of the best classes in the country, but I think it would make a statement about you know, what the program means, what the brand is, what these coaches can do on the recruiting trail. If they got one of them, I think that it would show a lot still. If they don't get either, USC might still end up with a top 10 class, but I think the fans, you know, aren't feeling as good about about the class. Someone pointed out on the message board today, hey, you know, we have 13 people committed and we have a top 20 class, but five of them are receivers, you know. I want to see the trenches taken care of and those big guys. And I just think that that, that's – that's really what it's about with Congo, maybe even more than his impact. I think he'd have a big impact, but I think it would just make a statement for USC that, hey, you know, we we might have lost six games this year, and, you know, we and maybe USC doesn't have the big-name coach, but, you know, the Trojans still attract the five-star talent, still get the best talent in the Pac-12, and... I think that's uh, that's kind of what Jonathan Congos recruitment is about to me, is more of a statement for USC if they get him, maybe even than uh, his impact on the field, although I think he would have a big one right away.
3: Well, they brought in five guys last year on the defensive line, but a year in, I think we're only confident in two of them maybe having a, a big role next year, and they need more than that. So I think there's a, quite a bit of urgency to get one of these guys just because they lost Antoine Woods, they lost Delon Simmons, uh, Greg Townsend, Claude Palone. I mean, they, they you know they're losing a bunch of veterans on this line, and you don't really know what they're bringing back.
2: No, you don't. You don't. Um, and you know what? I mean, I think it's worth mentioning too that they lost Keyshawn Camp. As well. Um, Yeah. Kind of a, you know, he was a prospect that USC still wanted, I I believe, and was still, they were taking in home visits with him. It seemed like they were after him. But, you know, he's a lower ranked defensive tackle. So if they do end up replacing him with one of these bigger name guys, I don't think it would be that big of a blow. But, you know, it could be a big loss if USC doesn't uh, get another defensive lineman because it would be nice for them to add one or two, you know, big interior defensive linemen to this class. I believe just for death purposes says they you know been making up for some of these uh, some of these guys that they're losing uh, you know to graduation or whatever else? So uh, Keisha Camp could be a big deal, might not be a big deal. I think we'll see. But uh, he decommits from USC.
0: Okay, one of the guys we have covered, and this is why you got to subscribe to Trojansports.com because we've been all over this the whole time it's gone. We've talked about it a lot, but it's it's been the flop it seems like of 2016 thus far, and that's wide receiver Vilas Jones. Flip and flop. Flip and flop, which is always fun on a Saturday night.
2: Yeah, uh, it was really crazy. Just kind of a crazy thing to be involved with. Venus Jones obviously committed to USC very early on in the process. Uh, We actually heard from uh, one of our Rivals.com analysts, Rob Cassidy, told us that he's talked to his handler. Hey, this guy's going to flip to Oklahoma so we had actually been talking about it happening for a while. Hey, you know, we believe you, Jones is going to flip to Oklahoma. We believe he's not going to be a part of this class. Then, uh, you know, later on in the process, the handler tells Rob Cassie, you know, I think he's going to stick to USC. That's what's happening where, you know, he's going to stick to USC. So we report that the view Jones shows flips to Oklahoma a day after we report that. And then the next day flips back to USC, uh, kind of just a crazy deal one of those rare things where you're like whoa what's going on here i actually talked to his high school coach this morning and there'll be a story coming up but uh his coach just said hey you know what he's he's a kid he's going through the process you know sometimes you make decisions and you you realized that you think you made the wrong one and uh, i heard that really he ended up sticking to usc because of his comfort level with t martin and clay helton and he just felt like that's where he should be at the end of the day even though he you know obviously went back and forth with the decision uh as he did flip to oklahoma at one point
3: well we have a week here before it would become official usc's only had one player in its history from the state of alabama as a letter winner on a football team, do you think Beale Jones will be number two?
2: Yes, I do. Uh, okay. I think I think he'll. I think he's going to stick. I think he's going to stick to USC. Uh, that's definitely from talking to his coach. That's what his coach believes. And uh, I think he's he's a, he's a quality receiver, and he could definitely find a way to play eventually in four years or something like that. So yeah, I believe it's going to happen. He's going to play but, in four years. Well in the next 4 years I think he's going to find a way to become a, a letter winner you know what I mean like Oh yeah
3: no but he'll play before like 2019 right
2: Uh I mean, who knows I mean right <laughs> things happen I mean they are taking 5 receivers in this class and, you know, they have some quality receivers already. So, I mean, who knows? I believe, like, if I could see him playing at USC. That's the thing is, like, he's a guy yeah. that I could definitely see playing at USC. I think he's a quality receiver. I'm just not going to say, oh, yeah, he's going to step on the campus and play, you know, right away. Or he'll definitely play in two years. I don't know. USC yeah, yeah. always well, gets good receivers, so I, don't, I have no I, idea. I just haven't
3: heard of a scholarship player waiting that long. That guy wasn't a quarterback. But, okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. Adam, That's, Maya, with his thoughts. Okay, Adam. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was just trying to. I don't know. I was just trying to say he, he could eventually play. Like I could see it happening. I'm just not sure if he'll play at USC. I don't
3: know. Yeah, everybody, get ready Thanks. for uh, Felix Jones and in 2019. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> there thank is, a, and here's the thing. This is more video. We won't stick in the audio here because it's more. It, you need to experience it on video. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet it out to you guys. But Chris, sometimes when he has these battles with Adam, and Adam comes out of nowhere. We don't plan these things, folks. This isn't scripted. You succumb at times, and it's sort of like this Peter Griffin scene where he just puts his head down and just goes, I don't know. That's sort of, you'll see it in the video, but it really is sort of what happens. Because when Adam Maya comes at you, it's like a cobra just coming at you, and he ain't going to give up. You think, oh no, I'll I'll back him down. I'll swing a bat at his head. And then he just keeps coming back. He is like Nicky from Goodfellas, not from Goodfellas, from Casino. Mm. Uh, you know, the Joe Pesci character—you'll just keep coming back.
2: Well, here's the thing: is that it's not usually that I agree with Adam. I just just that he—I uh, don't know what we're fighting about. The That's okay. The time. I don't. I don't know what he disagrees <laughs> with me about because I just said all I said was, "Hey, Velas Jones might play at USC in, in four, four years. years, right? Yeah, in fo- in the four years that he's there, it's very but,
0: like.
3: <laughs> see, I we don't can't wait,
2: but. Uh, Well, I mean, he's not the number one receiver in the country, so I'm not going to say, like, oh, he's going to walk onto campus and, like, he's better than Michael Pittman and and Tyler Vaughn. It's like, I don't know that. I don't think so. I
0: don't know if he's going to play. There's a lot of of podcasts out there, and a lot of them are just like people reading out of the sports page. But this is why you'll enjoy the Trojan Sports Podcast, because we have fun. Or hate it. Or hate it. But if you hate it, you still listen, and we appreciate it.
2: I think because we're insane. That's the best part is that we're all no
0: crazy. We. no we here. You don't think you're crazy. Adam's Adam, a little crazy, but the difference is Swanson and I are heavily doped up at all times on okay, something.
2: But Adam might be the craziest, though. He does blame me for a restaurant that he picked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, that's the Adam-Maya philosophy. That that's a whole different thing. That's, that's, that's philosophy according to Maya.
2: <laughs> that, that he's never wrong
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes but you get that at usc people that know that are listening that they went to usc that's what they teach you that's why you pay all that money homeboy
3: yeah, that's okay. we pay for.
2: okay <laughs> I moving on the degree man power the school uh yeah hey i guess uh we, moving on to the next version of philis jones 2017 receiver <laughs> hey Martin chris chris Martin. chris i get
0: paid to kind of yes. set it up here Oh, I'm sorry. So okay. moving on, 2017. Oh, uh, yeah, they, he, Chris pays me in jack-in-the-box coupons and uh, uh, pictures of accoutrement. 2017 wide receiver Marwin Williams has committed.
2: Yes, okay. Uh, the reason and He'll, he'll say- play in 2020. <laughs> 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 Okay, uh, maybe. I don't know. They have, they're going to have a lot of good receivers, Adam, right? Is that the answer you want? Uh, yeah, the reason I called him the next version of Vilas Jones is because he's, a, he's from Mobile, Alabama, another under-the-radar receiver. They picked up an offer early from T. Martin, and he jumped on it and committed to USC, who knows? Maybe he plays in 2018 or 2019. I don't. I don't really know. But it, it's a surprise, kind of out of the blue commitment because USC just sw- you know kind of swept in, offered him a scholarship, he jumped on it. Um, We'll see. He's flying under the radar. I think he's a good prospect. USC kind of tends to find these guys before, you know, Rivals.com does or these, you know, these media outlets or whatever. And I I think that he has a chance to be a really high-quality guy. He doesn't have the big offers yet, but that's what USC does is they go and they find the kids in the South early, offer them early, try to keep them interested throughout the process. They have to offer kids in the South early to really get, you know, a chance to get them on campus and get them to visit. I think that's what happened here i think they found a guy that they're like hey this is a a serious you know power five conference uh receiver guy with a serious ability and they they offered him they told him that he improved too since they first saw him so i think uh i think that marlon williams can end up being the real deal at receiver and it's going to be probably end up being a battle between usc and some other teams in the south going down to the end even though he jumped on this on this offer and made a commitment right now
3: yeah when when will he flip
2: <laughs> Pro- you know what probably on signing day with my luck and uh and then i can go chase him around too along with the, uh, run- driving around to a bunch of different
0: high schools so flip it up smack it rub it down as we said last week whoa we didn't say that i said it it's a song it's bell biv de i ain't doing anything wrong
2: smack it up flip it
0: rub it down oh no By 2017 wide receiver Derek Smith tried to commit. What does that mean, tried, Chris?
2: Well, it was a very interesting situation. Uh, he, he tweeted out he was committed to USC. This is, of course, the, the receiver from uh, Trinity Christian in, uh, in Florida. Tweeted out, you know, I'm committed to USC after he picked up a scholarship offer from the Trojans. You know, probably his biggest scholarship offer, USC. Then, you know, he actually talked to our Mike Singer, gave him the commitment story, but just said, hey, I haven't told the coaches yet that this is happening. The, the tweet disappeared all of a sudden from Twitter and he's not committed to USC uh, and uh, the the Trojans are hoping to get him out to camp over the summer and see him in person. I think this is one of those things that could end up happening again. Yeah. I I think that he could end up coming to USC again, but we'll see. I think that uh, it's going to be further down the road. Uh, I think that a lot of times you see kids get excited about a big offer and jump on it. And then, every party involved the adults involved the parents you know the the coaches high school and the college coach involved, even the coach that offered the scholarship sometimes it might be a situation of you know where it's like don't you want to take your time and make sure that this is right you know the right fit for you you don't you want to see all your options and see how things go because you know a lot of times, if a kid commits early and he's really not sure, it, it causes a headache for you know even the the team that you think would be excited in USC. You know, do we are you really committed to us, even though you're saying that basically? Because it creates an extra headache if you know if they think somebody's coming that's not going to come. So it might be one of those situations.
3: Yeah, i I think a lot of people are probably going to learn something about the process here. An offer isn't technically an offer just like a commitment isn't technically a commitment these are (laughs) stepping stones in the relationship that's built between the school and the player
2: yep it's very true Uh, a lot of times it's, it's kind of about just getting the kid interested you know that's yeah. that's what these it's why L, you see lsu and florida offer kids in california really early on too that usc doesn't have interest in and and people kind of get confused you know by these offers and i think that sometimes people you know the kids their feelings can get hurt too because they might say hey you know a kid in louisiana might be like lsu why haven't you offered me usc offered me nebraska offered me and then a kid in california might say it's the same thing to usc when a bunch of sec schools come after them and It's really just, it's kind of the politics of recruiting in a way. Uh, You kind of find out what offers are real and what's happening later on in the process when it gets time to, you know, sign the papers and
0: everything. Beautiful. So, there you go. The Chris Swanson recruiting headlines out of the gate right here because we are getting so close to National Signing Day. Any other thoughts? Anything else you guys want to fight on before we get to official visits?
3: I'm
2: good. no, really, I, I could think of a few things to fight with Adam about, but I think we
0: might just want to keep it moving. Beautiful. Let's, let's keep it moving. How about those official visits? Uh, and I don't know who's going to take the lead on this, but we'll leave it up to you guys. Go ahead. I
2: guess I will because I'm the, the recruiting maven at right when Blair's yeah. not here. Our good friend Blair might join us I was later just trying to in work in my friend Adamaya. that's all. Oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll talk to him, too, because it's a big weekend. There's a lot to talk about here. It's
0: always Wait, a big weekend. At US is Blair energy. coming, by the way? He is. He has is, uh, scheduled. He has texted me that he will be on in moments.
3: Hey, he, yeah, He's I, scheduled I, to come then. Cool.
0: Thank you, yes. That's, the double that's entendre good. there. I'll just leave it alone. What? <laughs> well, no, never not. Not from the holier-than-now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, official visits. I don't have a theme song yet, but uh, if I did, we'd play it now.
2: That's awesome. That's I, I'll just move on from that. Yeah, uh, USC had you know five star Jonathan Kongbo out on visit, uh, four star Max Tupai, uh, uh, Ja'Kai Polite from Florida, Evan Hinson from Florida, Licky Fotu the Utah defensive line commit. Big weekend, uh, you know out of state guys. A lot of guys interested in USC. Um, you know, f- I think from what we're hearing, USC has a good chance with Jonathan Kongbo. Uh, after this trip, and that would be a huge pickup for them. Max Depay is obviously a guy that they're in it for, big time. Uh, We're going to catch up with him about his interests, but I think he might be coming to USC. That would be a huge addition for them. They need a guy like that. Lakey Foch, is an interesting story, and Mike Singer has an update on him up on the site right now. You know, a kid that's from California originally, but, you know, currently living in Utah, uh, committed to Utah. So we'll see what happens there. I think USC has a chance, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. So that's going to be an interesting uh, recruitment to watch. And then the two Florida kids, uh, really the wild cards in this class and the Florida kids in general, just the wild cards going forward. There's going to be more out next week. But Ja'Kai Polite, Um, You know, the Florida Gator commit that uh, has a relationship uh, with Canoto Hudson through Mainland High School, the high school he goes to. And uh, that's going to be a battle going down to the end. He even tweeted about how it's basically a top two and he's making the decision between those two, Florida and USC. We'll see what happens. That's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, And then Evan Hinson, who I think is a guy that USC could really get. Just because he's a kid from, uh, you know, Miami, Florida that, that has a lot of different opportunities, but I know that cares a lot about education. And I, I think that uh, USC has a really big chance with Evan Henson as well. So big weekend. I mean, you look at all these kids. You know five kids from out of state and usc really has a shot with each and every one of them um it's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens uh coming off of these trips
0: okay all the recruiting information thank you so much chris B. swanson keep along with us at trojan subscribe because we are entering in the fun zone a little over a week away till national signing day somebody who knows all about the fun zone is the one and only blair and Guo. Friend of the show Although it's almost more fun guys When he's not here, right? Because that allows yeah. us To take more shots at him But he joins us From a remote location Maybe it's the rival's headquarters Because he is knee-deep In National Signing Day fun Or so we think The one and only Blair Angubo Joins us on the uh, the Fun little satellite hotline here We wanted to have him on The great Blair Angubo As we head towards National Signing Day the West Coast Recruiting Analyst. You hear that, what we call in the business, Nat Sound, natural sound, because he is walking into the happiest place on Earth. Not the Rivals.com headquarters, but Disneyland. Blair, how are you?
4: I'm good, I'm good. Um, about to enjoy a couple of Star Wars rides, and um, hopefully a breadstick or two, and uh, then head back.
0: Wow, you just set yourself up for the jokes, don't you?
4: Absolutely. <laughs> All
0: right, we are ready are you for next... Na- Yeah. Adam asked there uh, if he was was still married. Yeah, you've made it a whole week, and now you're at Disneyland on a Monday. And luckily, like, nothing's going on. So that's all good. (laughs) I mean, we're just time off, chilling. I think we're playing golf tomorrow. It's awesome.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just what we do leading up to National Sign
0: Day. Absolutely right. So (laughs) uh, a busy couple weeks, the last weeks for you, a lot of visitors in town. Tell us about the kids that you are covering and what's going on uh, as it relates to USC.
4: Yeah, I think the big one, obviously, for USC was Jonathan Congo, the five-star defensive end, uh, a Juco player, the number one Juco player in the country. Um, and, you know, he thoroughly enjoyed his visit. I was told that he, um, you know, had a great time. He was obviously hosted by Awule Betifu, the, uh, the former, you know, USC recruit, now a USC signee, Roli. uh Roli. They're, they're both of Nigerian descent, so that was a good fit there. I was told, uh, a source told me that USC is looking, at, you know, to be in a great spot with him. Um, they are surging. I know he was a Tennessee commit before, and and I know the balls are in there pretty heavy as well. But um, I think USC now, after having offered and after having him on campus and after visiting him last week, uh, Coach Helton and Coach Udeze, and it's weird to call him a coach, although he hasn't been officially announced as as we record this. But you know, I think they're going to be. A big players for him as he decides. Uh, he still has a visit set for Florida State, uh, and I've heard that he's probably going to take that. He's also a kid that I think has been telling a lot of people that he's coming and that he's going and that he's in and he's going to be a recruit on that in that class. So, you know, I'm not sure how solid he would be if he were to commit to UFC, but obviously he's a guy that you want and that you, that you desperately need as a pass rusher on this defense. Um, Another guy that I wanted to kind of mention real quick is Connor Murphy. He's a four-star defensive guy from Phoenix. He visited Michigan, and I've I've been told that Michigan's also looking very strong for him. But they keep filling up their class. They have 25 recruits now. Uh, As we record this, they have about nine defensive linemen and linebackers in that class. So you think about the space, you think think about the priorities that they're making. Um, I'm not sure if you would feel like a centerpiece or a cornerstone if you were to go there. So I think that's what USC can sell him, you know, being a guy that can be a predator in that defense. Uh, he says that it sounds like an awesome position for him to play. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I know he wants to visit Alabama this coming weekend before National Signing Day, but I think is right in the thick of it. I would have called them the leaders, but I think Michigan has surged for him a little bit too. So now it's up in the air a little bit. So I think those are two big priority defensive ends that – USC should be targeting, and I think they're in, in a good spot for as we head into signing day.
3: Hey Blair, with Combo, I want to know what your your impressions were, uh, just on what kind of player he is.
4: Yeah, we made him the number one player in the junior college rankings, and you know, if you know anything about me, I uh, I'm in charge of the junior college prospects as well. So he's one of three five star prospects. Um, the other one, you know, headed to Alabama. So he's a he's a Highly regarded pass rusher, really physical, uses his hands very well. And I think he's physically ready. I mean, he's, you know, 6'5", 250, uh, and just strong. Um, You know, just a a beast off the edge, can do a lot of things, can be offensive linemen um, off the edge, off the corner, um, through the outside, and has great moves inside as well. So I think he's the guy that can be – uh, an immediate impact player uh, and one that USG needs. You know, Adam, you followed this team very closely. You've always, you know, been a guy that that has wondered why they don't put pressure on quarterbacks, why they struggle to be consistent as a defense, and and I think he would be a guy that you plug in right away in a new scheme, and and just watch him go to work.
3: How many years of eligibility?
4: He would have two years, so he'd, he'd have three years to play two. Um, You know, he played, he was uh, registered at Wisconsin or at Wyoming. Um, Then he had to transfer, I guess, his situation there. He's originally from Nigeria, by the way, of Canada. Um, Of course. So he went to Arizona Western uh, out in um, Yuma, Arizona, uh, played there, shined, um, so he would have two years of eligibility remaining in college. Wonderful.
0: Now we know you are efforting that breadstick you were showing me on Instagram over the weekend. That is in. I fant- smell it. I'm trying to. Oh, I'm you can smell it go. already. Oh, beautiful. It's in yeah. Fantasyland next to the castle and the Matterhorn. But did you get the two? Did you get the pass where you can go into Cars Land today for me? My favorite place on earth.
4: Yeah, yeah. The Park Hopper. Yeah, yeah. Pa- Hopper.
0: That. Sorry. Um, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yeah. We'll go, go in there. See yeah, Tomator just, and Lightning McQueen in, for me. We
4: just walked into Main Street and we got the Happily Ever After pin. Oh,
0: beautiful. Yeah. Right. Did you I'll get her some, uh, some 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 mini ears yet?
4: No. Oh. No, I'm, we're not really big into
0: that. Oh, no, no why not? I mean, get those so T-shirts talk, that say his and hers or something. You know? oh, okay.
3: Did you bring your own, Kiara, or are you going to get one of those?
0: <laughs> for Blair or for Mrs. No, Angulo? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm wearing a suit, too. Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> well, hey, my friend. Well, enjoy the happiest place on earth. Thanks for popping into the Trojan Sports uh, Podcast, and... uh like I said, nothing going on, so maybe you and I could uh, work in eighteen tomorrow.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna try to listen to this and see how many times you guys make fun of me on this week on
0: this week's show. Absolutely right, and on that, goodbye.
3: See
0: yeah. ya. I think the over under ten is that low. By Blair and Goober, why from Disneyland? You know, I wonder how long it took his wife to realize it is a small world after all. Odd place for him to be with uh, about nine days until National Signing Day. But hey, you know what? Maybe he's just loosening up, you know? (laughs) <laughs> I guess who doesn't when want to loose it up with Mickey and Minnie and uh, all the friends over there
2: You know what there's no excuse for it really That's what I'd say I when you said he's reporting from a, or he's coming in from a remote location, I was thinking he's gonna be at a high school or a junior college or you know in some kid's backyard like with the binoculars you know. Seeing who's on in the in home visit with him, but I guess Disneyland, you know, he might run into somebody there. Right. So. Maybe he knows I, something we don't know. I That's thought he true. might have
3: been in Yuma, you know, kicking the 3K to Yuma.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was very, <laughs> very well done. Adam's been, that. Adam wrote that four days ago and has just been waiting to drop it on us. <laughs> Bam. It just dropped right on top of our heads. And I love that. Very good. Okay. With that. Almost as exciting as Blair Angulo, live from Disneyland, is the one and only Adam J. Maya Bumper Sticker Award. You wait for it every week, folks. We cue the horn and the music. And Adam, what do you got for us?
3: All right. Well, I'm going to go pro. I'm going to give the award this week to Carolina Panthers center Ryan Khalil, who is one of the very best centers in the NFL. And he'll be playing in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks here. Congrats to him. Uh, he was actually injured during the NFC title victory for the Panthers. But uh, you know, we hope he, he'll be all right there and be able to participate. Because you might remember Khalil predicted over three years ago that they would win the Super Bowl. And he said this leading up to the 2012 season. And it didn't happen, obviously, that year. But it's happening now, and uh, he's a big part of it, and he has been. you know. He, he's someone that's kind of under the radar, I think, as a, a former Trojan, because he plays center, and um, he just played with a lot of great players on those USC teams uh, in the mid-2000s. And so I don't feel like he ever gets his proper due as one of the best players to come out of the, the program. But um, he's definitely one of the top uh, Trojans in the NFL. And um, you know every year, there's usually a couple that are, that are playing. Uh, Wes Horton is also on the Panthers. But Ryan Quayle is an a all-pro center. He's a pro bowler. Um, so we, uh, he has our, our unwavering support. And uh, we, we hope the best for him. Because we're rooting for Carolina in the Super Bowl, right? Right, Chris?
2: Um, yeah, I go <laughs> back and forth a little bit because yeah. I uh, I like teams that are kind of out west, you know, and I feel like even though Denver's at the West oh, Coast, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I like that feeling of like, oh, the West Coast is better than you suckers everywhere else or whatever. I kind of like right. that, um, but I don't. I'm not a big Broncos fan. And I like, you know, Ryan Khalil. I like the USC thing going on there. I like when the guys that we cover, you know, even though I didn't cover him, obviously, but I would have, right, if I was doing this 10 years ago. Yeah. Guys that we cover, I like seeing those guys have success and I like covering the big guys, and I, you know, they come into the program. And so I like the whole USC's doing well narrative thing. So sure, I root for Carolina, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have a dog in the fight either way. Um, yeah. Really.
3: You what? I forget now, but Ryan Khalil was the first person I talked to after the sanctions came down in 2010. I was covering a high school camp that involved his brother, uh, who at that point was uh, at USC, and um, you know, Matt Khalil, of course. And, and Ryan was so upset about what the NCAA had done. And uh, I just remember talking to him for, gosh, maybe 40, 45 minutes, and I just appreciated it. And I, I think he did, too, because, you know, hopefully that was an outlet for him um, and gave him a chance to, to voice his opinion. But literally those sanctions could come down, I believe, like that weekend. And next time I was with him.
0: Did you go King Cobra on him?
3: Oh, no, I didn't. Well, did I? I mean, I, I had to challenge him a little bit because... Did you man. tell him stories
0: of how you played center at eight years old? <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, good. He you could know. have
2: played in the Pac-12,
3: man. Yeah. Right. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Hell, if only I was a foot taller and 150 pounds heavier. I could have been <laughs> you, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: anyway.
3: Cam Noon what could whatever. have been
0: putting his hands under my buttocks if it was just... If I just had a couple more inches.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! But but I, I just, I have a lot of respect for this guy. He he put himself out there. He took a full page ad out in the Charlotte Observer. Again, this is a few years ago, and said that Carolina would win the Super Bowl. They haven't done it yet, but my feeling is that they will this year. And who cares if it came uh, three hours or three three years late, right?
2: I agree. Yeah, I agree. Is it too early to make the prediction? Because I'm sure we have a podcast in between.
3: I don't think now. anybody cares about our prediction, so I'm just gonna make it now. Uh, Carolina winning Super Bowl by what though? Uh,
0: the opening spread is uh, well, it came out five and a half last night. Of course, I know this, and then uh, got knocked down to four points today. And given Peyton Manning's last performance in the Super Bowl, where he opened the game with a safety, yeah. you never know what could happen.
3: I, I, I mean, I think they cover. I think they're just gonna win outright.
0: Well, there's no doubt. I was pulling for Carson last night, or yesterday, I should say. Well, no, it was kind of last night. I had my Cardinals hat on because I was excited to see the greatness of Carson Palmer, and it was very, very far Ooh. from great. It actually was quite sad. I felt really bad for him. But the one thing you could say is that the Panthers just can put up those points, so we'll see. They, I think that they do win outright, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I think, I think uh, this is going to be an ugly Super Bowl. I think Carolina's going to beat the everybody being crud out of Denver, honestly. It feels,
3: a, it feels a lot like two years ago between Seattle and Denver, although going into that game, we expected something completely different because that was the year that Denver scored like a thousand points and Peyton Manning broke every passing record.
2: The one thing I will say about Denver is I really like their front seven. So I feel like that, that might be able to keep them in every game, but I feel like mm. Carolina has the same kind of front seven. It's just yeah. kind of a better all, you know, better team overall. So, but I, I, I don't know. I don't expect a good game, honestly. I think Carolina's just the best team this year.
3: I was talking to Michael Lev this weekend, and I told him I keep waiting for Carolina's offense to turn into a pumpkin, and it doesn't happen because I feel like Cam has elevated everyone. And he's, he can make so many plays that although he might have a very nondescript, uh, average supporting cast, uh, he brings out the best in them and it's more than enough. I mean, they put up 49 points. I know some of those were, uh, the, you know, the five product of defense, but even the week before they put up 31 and a half versus Seattle. You don't do that to Seattle. And so I just think that. Cam is for real, and he's become everything that people thought he might become when he came out of Auburn.
0: And the amount of time he has in the pocket. And Ryan Killill got hurt yesterday and had to leave the game. But even so, the other games that Ryan Killill has been uh, under center, or at center, I should say, the amount of time Cam has is incredible. That offensive line yeah. is really amazing. So uh, The the Broncos' defense is really going to have to step up to, to stop them. And, and with the few injuries that they went down yesterday against the Pats, who knows? how they're going to look in a few weeks, but uh, Cam Newton's an Under Armour guy, and we love Under Armour around here, so we can get behind that, I guess.
2: Under Armour! Yeah!
0: There you go. Our predictions of the one and only Super Bowl. And with all the predictions you're going to hear the next few weeks, you're going to want to go with ours. Why not? There's the Adam J. Maya Bumper Sticker Award. Ryan, congratulations on getting to the big one. Hopefully you'll be playing in Santa Clara in a few weeks uh, for Super Bowl 50. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back we're gonna play the game that we played last week. If signing day were today, we've got some more football team news. We might even work in a little USC basketball. Why not? And we've got your questions mm. from the mess eh. we've got your questions from the message board direct at Trojansports.com. Stick with us for a Monday on the Trojan Sports Podcast.
1: You're listening to this week's edition of the Trojansports.com podcast. Subscribe on iTunes and never miss a moment of your favorite fellas yapping about your Trojans each week. Plus, some fun and frivolity along the way.
3: Okay, I, I don't think you realize, uh, last week in the podcast, you pronounced Rojo and Rojo. Did I? You did.
1: Wow. Stay locked in. More of the Trojansports.com podcast Next. Hey, it's the QB Sean Salisbury, and you're listening to the Trojan Sports Podcast right here on the home for everything USC. Everything USC.
0: Trojansports.com. You're listening to the Trojan Sports Podcast on Trojansports.com. Powered by Rivals. Hi, this is Chris Morales from Yahoo Sports Radio. For years, I've been an avid consumer of energy drinks. They gave me physical energy, but recently I discovered how to get more mental energy, and we could all use that, with a little help from Mental Bright. Yes, Mental Bright is a health supplement for the brain. Mental Bright helps me focus. It helps me concentrate. Mental Bright is amazing. It's even helped my golf game. Go to mentalbright.com right now and learn more, because this will give you mental health. MentalBright.com. The shortest
1: breaks known to man. The boys are back. This is the Trojansports.com podcast. And remember, everything you need for the best in-depth coverage of the Trojan, from recruiting to the message boards you love. It all lives on Trojansports.com from Rivals and Yahoo Sports.
0: Back on the Trojansports.com podcast for your Monday, January 25th, nine days away from National Society Day. I am Chris Morales, Adam J. Maya, Chris v. Swanson here. And if you missed any of our recruiting special, if you're just somehow jumping into this part of the show, be sure to go back. Plus, we've got more always at Trojansports.com. Be sure to become a subscriber and get all the information you crave and have fun in the message boards. And you can ask us questions on the message board, which we'll get to in just a few moments. Before we get back into signing day fun and frivolity, guys, I want to insert just a quick thirty seconds on the USC basketball team. Chris Swanson, any updates?
2: Uh, yeah, they—they they, um, <laughs> they're not that good. Guys, <laughs> forget everything I said last week. Play some music, or, like some forget the, everything we said music. And uh, yeah, I you need like a neuroleptic
3: from uh, Men in Black.
2: Yeah, exactly. We just, you know, you're, don't look directly into it, please. We have the sunglasses on, and we'll just shoot you in the face with it, and it's all good. He's going
1: good. to demonstrate an electrobiomechanical neural transmitting zero synapse repositioner. We call it the Neuralizer.
0: Keep it simple, please. Mm, thanks a lot. Thank you, Agent K. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you will, look right here.
2: You know, you're uh, you're not remembering what we said because yeah, they're not. I don't know. They're not that good. I mean, I understand the loss to Oregon. I was kind of thinking, hey, split on the road. That's fine. But losing to Oregon State, eh. You know, they also, they just didn't look good. Like, they just didn't look good at all. So,
3: I don't know. They gave up 85 points. They gave up 89 to Oregon. They're not a good defensive team. And that's okay if you're an excellent offensive team. But I think... They're probably a little over reliant on the three-point shot. They need more front court scoring, and so when they can, like, they can, outrun you like they did with UCLA. You know, in that game, they were running up and down the court, and, and he basically ran the Bruins out of the gym. And it wasn't about how well they're able to shoot, but they weren't able to do that this weekend up north, and that's going to be an issue for them. I think Andy Enfield has to take defense a bit more seriously. I know wow. that some coaches, you know, they they kind of don't care because they want to they want to score 90 and they just want to outscore you. But I'm not sure if you know this system that USC is running. Uh, I don't I don't know if they're there yet. I don't think I don't think they've they've quite mastered it to that extent where. you can count on them to put up 90 points a game and that's what that's what happened I mean if they score 90 versus Oregon they beat them if they score 90 versus Oregon State they beat them but they scored 70 versus Oregon State and 81 versus Oregon and that's not bad offensive output except when you're giving up 85 plus you're not going to win enough games
2: Adam just putting the smack back down on the coaching staff again. Absolutely. On Andy field. Like well, the way
0: they play, you know? Uh, oh, yeah, I got to hit said, the buzzer because we've gone over 30 seconds. Uh, okay, hit, the, hit the buzzer. That's fine. We don't need to talk about this. Don't anymore. worry, everyone. There will be plenty of time to talk USC hoops in just a few weeks. Okay.
3: So we, we should mention they're going to be back at home. They're playing the Washingtons <laughs> this week at Galen.
0: The way you said that, wrong. the Washingtons was very, uh, very funny. Adam, are you going to
2: both those games? I'm
0: gonna go to the midweek game. Okay. Adam, We're Maya, figure that out at the Galen Center. Is that the first I've, time that's happened this season?
2: No, he's uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, we've covered them all though, and we'll figure it out. And, and we'll of course, we do cover though. basketball here at Trojansports.com. Even though we only give a few minutes to it right now, there's going to be plenty of talk, especially if somehow it all turns around and we're uh, in the hunt for one shining moment. Okay, as we uh, get back to our national signing day coverage and recruiting, we asked the question, Chris P. Swanson, because it has been a topic throughout this recruiting uh, season. Who else might decommit?
2: Yeah, okay. I saw this this question that Adam is posing. I guess for me, as he uh, he makes our <laughs> little. Uh, I'm going to ask her too. Oh, you are okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. I just thought it was interesting because I would say no one. Honestly. I don't I think that the other guys that, you know, are left that aren't signed yet are pretty solid. Uh, you know, Carrie Angeline, I, I think he's coming. I think Jordan Iosef is coming because of his uh you know, he had an injury his senior year and you know, it seemed like USC was really the one recruiting him the hardest towards the end anyway. I think unless something crazy happens where Velas Jones flips again, he's probably coming. Frank Martin and Trevon canceled their other visits, so they're coming. And Tyler Vons is going to visit, you know, a SEC school or whatever. But I uh, I believe that he's not going anywhere, even though he's taking a trip. So I kind of see all these guys as unlikely to flip. Anything can happen, as I always say, but I'd say no one, if I had to guess.
3: Yeah, and we, we should never be shocked at this point if someone were to flip. I guess... Who among that group would surprise you the least?
2: It'd have to be Velas Jones, just because he's unpredictable. Velas Jones followed yeah. by Tyler Vons, Okay. I guess. I uh, Tyler Vaughn and Kerry Angeline are about tied just because Kerry Angeline, you know, reportedly took a visit to Florida State, but that didn't actually happen according to his high school coach. So I, I think he's only visited USC. I think that's the only place he is going to visit. So I see him as pretty solid, too. But, you know, Sydney and Martin canceled their visits. So unless they schedule something really last minute, you know, and out of the blue, I don't see that happening at all. I don't see it happening at all with Iosefa. I don't really see it happening with Vilas Jones either because, you know, he did flip twice. And Tyler Vaughn's, I guess, just because he's taking that visit. But, you know, I don't think he's going to leave L.A. to go to the south. That's just my opinion.
3: Yeah, I don't either. I think if I had to pick one guy, um, you have to look at someone out of state. And so I think Vilas Jones the most likely candidate. But, um, you know, it, it's hard to... To know, because again, we talk to a lot of sources, and I know that that's become a uh, kind of a, a lightning rod for criticism, uh, given that sometimes our sources are giving us information that isn't totally accurate, and that you know that that's what we can give you. You know, we can r- report from what we're told. We work hard to to do that. You know, not just report rumors and speculate and so we typically are talking to the athlete or we're talking to someone in their family um, or you know that, that coach them that deals with them on a regular basis or we're talking to somebody at USC that knows what's going on uh, with, with their boards their recruiting boards and with Belis, USC wants them and we were told for so long that he was going to flip, and uh, what like months, right? I mean, it, I feel like it's been several months, like the majority of the 2015 fall season. Yes. We were told that he would flip, but he never did it, and then he finally did it last week. Um, after, you know, through a source reaffirming that he was going to come to USC, and then he flipped back to USC. So. I guess he, he just remains a question mark up until next Wednesday. Agreed. Right, I mean, uh, whatever he sends on Twitter, that's great, but until he signs, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Well,
2: his high school coach seems to think he's solid to SC and it's done. I talked to him today, so but we'll, yeah. I guess, we'll see. We'll see.
3: Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I appreciate you following up. You know, we're, we're not just going to speculate, you know, and, and, right now we're playing a little game and we're guessing, but we can give you a report as well. And that's what his coach says. So, uh, great work, Chris Swanson, because you have been on it and you, uh, you're on the phones, you're working the phones just like I am. And you're always talking to somebody and, and trying to get the most accurate information available. And it, it sounds like Vila's kind of changed his mind. Um, independently of of anyone that he's been talking to. He surprised uh, people that were in the know and his coaches and USC with his flip back and forth.
0: Yeah. There you go. Beautiful. All right, guys. We play our little game that we played last week. If today were National Signing Day, dot, dot, dot. Mr. Swanson, if today were National Signing Day, what would happen as you get get out your Magic 8-ball yet again? (laughs)
3: Yeah. Let's <laughs> clarify for everyone, hold on, there are 7 spots with Keyshawn Camp decommitting, that took USC from 6 to 7, V.S. Uh, Jones negated his flip, so uh, there are now 7. Yeah. Um, Who are so- your top 7?
2: Well, yeah, you know, changes, obviously, because the Keyshawn camp changes, because uh, Samisi Laoki actually reaffirmed his commitment to Utah, and he was on my list last week. Uh, So I got Brandon Byrne from uh, Jennifer Ocero, the four-star athlete. I got Jackie Jones, uh, five-star athlete from Long Beach Poly. I got – I'm going to take – the big five-star defensive end Juco, uh, from Arizona Western Juco, uh, Jonathan Kongbo. I'm going to say that he's coming to USC as well. Uh, from there, I'm going to say uh, that USC gets a surprise out of Florida, and they pull Evan Hinton. Um from I think that I just think that with what he's looking at with academics and all that kind of stuff, I feel like it kind of it meets uh, you know what what USC is pitching to him. I think Kaiser White, uh, the junior college of safety from uh, Lackawanna Community College in Scranton, Pennsylvania, That's is five. there. That's five. So I got mm-hmm. two more spots. Uh, this is where it kind of gets tough. Uh, last week I said EJ Price. He has USC at his top four still. I am not really sure um, if he's coming, but I think maybe, yeah, I I would say that you know I guess he's on my list still. And uh, f- for this last one, I'm not really sure. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a tough uh, kind of a tough spot. I don't I'm not. I kind of want to wait and see. Uh,
3: no 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 no. no. <laughs> Who, who do you think? Among oh, Max all the people? Max Tapai. Yeah. I forgot okay. to mention
2: Max Tapai. Okay. So Max Tepai, uh from Utah, who was out here on a visit. I think he's come to USC too. EJ Price and 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 uh, uh, is kind of my up in the air, dude. Yeah, Evan Henson is too. Uh, you know, Connor Murphy. I kind of I forgot to mention. He might. He's another one of those Powerball guys. I guess.
3: Yeah. He, you were pretty confident in him a week ago. Well,
2: I. I'm confident in him in that I think I think he could definitely come, but there's other schools, you know, looking at him too. I kind of view him like Evan Henson, I guess, and that you okay. know now might you have come by like now.
3: We want seven. Okay. 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 So Jack Jones. Jack Jones certainly. Jonathan Combo. Brandon yes, Jonathan
2: Combo, Brandon Burns. three. Kaiser White certainly. Okay. Max Tupai. five. I put him up there. Who are your final two? I'm going to say... For this week.
3: You can't uh, give me three. You have to give me two. I'm
2: going to say Connor Murphy and Evan Henson.
3: Okay. So you're bumping out E.J. E. Price. I'm going
2: to bump out E.J. Price. Okay. All right. But I think Price and Henson are kind of even. No, 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 no. I have only heard it. They're close. To, I Okay. I'll pick
0: Henson. I'll pick Henson. Okay. Good. Cool. There you go. Chris's Magic 8 ball. If today was National Sunday. There's you when I
2: put... You like when I put some thought into it, though,
0: right? And I do, I, and then I, like, Adam just blows and... holes through every part of it. That's what I really enjoy.
2: Well, I like to struggle with it, and, you know, put some thought into it, and I Adam's just like, no, nope, no thought, just give them seven, and you know, I want to let people know that this is really like, you know, we don't know this is this is gonna change. It's gonna change in a week, you know, yeah. when they get yeah. other kids out here.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah, there's there's a midweek visitor coming. It could just all change. I can't let you a
3: kick kicker. Too I know. I
2: I know, I know. Got a kicker coming, it's just all it could all get nuts, man. It could all yeah. really get nuts. So But that's the latest, I guess. My latest seven.
0: Adam likes to uh put holes through, kind of like that scene in Robocop when they first get him. Robocop one, when they all just shoot him. It's before he becomes the actual Robocop part. It's when they kill him. That's just Adam. He just will just go nuts on you with a shotgun. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: It's okay. We did make the seven clear, though, right? Yes. Got, okay, it's
0: clear. Okay. Jones,
3: Cogbo, sure. Burton, White, Cupai, Murphy, Henson.
0: It's very clear. Okay. That way we won't get a call on the back phone later from Adam saying, guys, we got to reduce. Sh-. Sorry, we got to reduce stuff. We'll wow. see if uh, you remember to bleep that or not. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bleep yours last week, did I?
2: I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think I did. <laughs>
3: I, I listened nice. to the podcast with my family. Did I believe it? And my my uh, I don't think it was in there. there. It no was important. out
0: of, it was the part that we took out the entire part. Anyway. I, um there's another
2: part here. that just disappeared too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, talk to yourself some more, Adam. It's <laughs> okay. not a family show. Okay.
0: Adam, let's reserve the shotgun just for a moment on this one. We uh, we'll keep it for the questions from the message board. We've got football team news. Yeah, a little bit. Look at that.
3: Okay. Wow. Just to follow up on the defensive line vacancy, coaching vacancy, everyone that we've talked to except USC has identified BKU, that's Kenichi Ugezi, as the defensive line coach. USC has yet to make it official. We expect that to happen very soon. Until it happens, I guess we don't know, but Again, everyone is identifying him as the coach. I expect him to be the defensive line coach. Um, and I would fill out the coaching staff right there. That would be uh, the final hire. Um, last week was the deadline to be an early entrant for the NFL draft. And Sula Cravens was the only player to declare. So that's what we expected uh but it's official he's the only one that's leaving early. And then Connor Spears, walk-on tight end, announced that he'll be leaving the football program. And uh there's no bad blood or, or anything like that. Um he wanted to he wants to focus on academics. He wants to graduate and then when he does uh I think he intends to transfer somewhere uh as a grad student and then maybe catch on and play football wherever he goes. But he's no longer gonna play football at USC. Uh we wish Connor really well. We like him a lot. He was a, a great kid. And uh he really gave a lot, I felt like, when the tight end situation was dicey throughout the spring, throughout the summer, um even early fall. Um the status of, of Bryce Dixon and Jalen Copics Patrick was unclear. And you had Taylor McNamara transferring from Oklahoma, and Tyler Paquette was a true freshman. And, you know, none of the tight ends knew the system. And Connor had been there for about a year and, and schooled them and, and really helped them along. And, and they'll tell you that themselves. And so. Um, I, I thought he did a wonderful job just really kind of coaching and, and helping that position along. And um, I thought the tight ends accorded themselves fairly well. I think we could see a lot more from that position. But I don't know how much of that was really them, as I've alluded to before. I think I was more on um, the focus and um, the play calling and the quarterback play. But uh, Connor did what he could um, for, for being a reserve player. So, just go give him a shout-out here.
0: That's Shout-out time. Beautiful. Chris Swanson has drifted off into the ether. <laughs> and now we cue the music. Questions from the message board direct at Trojansports.com. We begin with We Think Blue. With Camp's decommitment, who are the other interior linemen being targeted in this class? Also, what are the odds we get two out of three in Murphy, Kongbo, and Polite? Yeah, the
2: other uh, interior lineman that USC is really focused on is, of course, Rashawn Gary, number one prospect in the country. As we've kind of beaten him to death the last couple of weeks and talking about him. And also Boss Tagaloa, who's supposed to take an official visit on the 29th. Um, those are really the two. I don't think USC really is, is going to get both of them. I, I expect Boss Tagaloa to end up somewhere else, even though USC got into it with him late. Uh as for the question about can can USC get two out of the, out of the three in Connor Murphy, Jonathan Conway, and Ja'Kai Polite, I'd say there's a pretty good chance for that. Uh, I think that you know they have a pretty good chance of getting two two out of those three. I'm not really sure what the combination is going to be, but I could definitely see that happening.
0: Drew, fight on. Next, should we use one of our recruits on a kicker, or should we just take a walk on and focus elsewhere? I think Alex Woods is Alex Woods, excuse me, is fine as long as we are strong elsewhere. Also, any chance camp returns?
2: Uh, you know, I think I think that USC probably, in in all honesty, wants to fill out this class without spending a scholarship on on a kicker. Uh, they did offer a kicker, obviously uh, Quinn Norton, who's visiting uh, January 29th. But I, don't, I think that that's probably not their biggest priority. I think that if you have an extra s- spot open and you can get one of the best kickers in the country, then why not do it? Because uh, you know, it is a big deal to have a kicker that can, you know, legitimately kick a 50-yard field goal or whatever else. So I get what they're thinking there, and I, I think that that's what the plan is. Um, as for Keyshawn Camp, I don't expect him to to commit back to USC. He decommitted late in the process. He's looking at some other schools already. He's planned two official visits. I don't think he's coming back, uh, and I think USC is planning to to fill his spot with a big name.
3: Yeah, I don't love the idea of using a scholarship. Another one on a kicker, unless you're going to blue shirt him, you can keep, you know, pushing that forward. So if they're going to go that route with the kicker, then I guess I'm okay with it. But I wouldn't use one of these final seven spots on a kicker. That's my take on that.
0: There is my take. Who needs a kicker? Jetlag Matt, simply put, make your prediction for who will be in the final class after NSD. Your guesses should be far better than mine. I don't think so fast, Jetlag Matt.
3: Yeah, we just we did, did that. We did but, just do it. Thank you. Rewinds. L- rewind. Just hit rewind.
0: If you've made it this far, you already heard it. And you're like, oh, these guys answered my question. Cram Wetzel. Is that Dan Wetzel? No, Cram Wetzel. I uh, may have missed <laughs> That's this. That's brother, yeah, Cram. That actually... <laughs> If <laughs> you know the Wetzel family, it may be. But why would Clay not announce his new defensive line coach if he has hired one? Is he still searching? Well, I honestly I, don't get it.
2: Yeah, right, well,
3: go ahead. Contracts. I mean, anytime I ask about these coaching hires, which we basically know to be official, and there have been several now, and I keep following up with USC, and they, their response is, we have not announced a hire, which, yeah, obviously you haven't. But, um, There's a lot of paperwork involved with the contract, and so by the time someone is announced, they probably have been working on the negotiation and the legalities and everything for a number of days, and maybe sometimes we hear about it a week early, or we hear about it a couple days early, like Tommy Robinson, so that's my best guess as to why it hasn't been made official.
2: Oh well, look at you, Adam! Explaining it for me too, because I was kind of like, "It's strange." He's out on the visits and everything, and they're him. Yeah, it is him, strange. So.
0: I like the thought though of Clay Helton walking the uh, Venice Beach with dust in the wind playing in the background, just searching for a defensive line coach, and then he runs into Chris Swanson, who may have uh, say accoutrement on him and like one of those big, uh, one of those big hats with all the the stuff underneath. And he's just sitting there going, man, things are tough out here.
4: Hey, bud. (laughs) Let's party. (laughs) What are you talking about?
0: I don't know. You all pictured it, though. Anyway, Trojan fan 68 Nick from Cyprus. Look at Nick from Cyprus outlining his questions for a change. Adam must have called him on the private line and said, listen, Nick, you're getting some heat every week. They're on to us. Here we go. (laughs) Number one, status of Scott Felix, star, and Chad Wheeler. Both have had off-field issues. Why don't we start there, and then we'll get into the other two.
3: Okay, yeah, I've checked in on Scott Felix. I'm told that his status is still undetermined for 2016. Uh, There are reports from the Daily News and the Orange County Register that uh, he failed a drug test and that he's been suspended. And I asked about that specifically, and uh, USC is not willing to confirm that right now. And they're often not. And so there's probably an appeal going on. So I think uh, that's left uh, you know, undetermined for right now. Can't be definitive with him. And then Chad Wheeler, um, the, the last update that we were given from Clay Helkin was that he would rejoin the team in a spring and he would not have to uh, earn his way back onto the team. He, he had not been removed or anything like that. He just wasn't with the team, obviously, for the Holiday Bowl. Uh, he had some personal issues. And so uh, we want to we respect that because it sounded a bit serious. And so I'm not going to speculate on what exactly was happening there. But um, it, it sounds like he should be fine uh, and with the program. But um, I think his spot is up in the air. That, I think that's fair to say right now. Zach Banner said that he was preparing to play left tackle next year. That he wanted to do it, that the coaches approached him about doing it. And um, I think there's a real possibility that he might end up there, if, uh, especially if Chuma Yoga is uh, able to hold down right tackle. So that's far from finalized, but... Um, you know, Chad Wheeler could get Wally pipped here. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I like that. Alright, number two. What went wrong in basketball this weekend?
2: Oh, um, You know, I think that... I think they just have pro- kind of problems with some of their bigger guys on the defensive end with getting physical and You know, I just, they're not an entirely complete team. I might've jumped the gun a little bit on my thoughts on them. And, you know, I don't want, I don't put it on the coaches or on the players or anything like that. I just think, you know, they went into a tough road trip and they didn't, they didn't live up to, you know, what they were supposed to do. I still think they could be a pretty decent team, but you know, they they do have some deficiencies. We've seen it all year. And I think we're going to, it's going to get exploited at times in the Pac-12. I think that's what's going to, that's what's happened uh, last week anyway.
3: Yeah, I, I think the hype got to them. I wondered about this aloud immediately after they beat UCLA, and you know the players, of course, swore that they wouldn't make too much of what they had just done. But then they go to Oregon, and it, it's hard to win at Oregon. I don't think they had done it uh, in their last ten attempts before that. But they should win at Oregon State. And if if you're a good team, you got to split on the road. And I think that it was a little bit too much, too fast for them to handle. And so um, it's still early. It's still early in the, in the Pac-12. They played eight games, so they haven't even played half their schedule. And now they're back at home, and they're playing Washington State in a really good Washington team that they blew a big league to. So um, they should win at home, and they should beat Washington. Not going to be easy, but um, I still think that they have a lot to prove to themselves. Um, and we'll, we'll see where their confidence is at, because it can definitely be shaken up by losing uh, two games on the road um, when you were in first place. You know, I mean, they, they, were, they were ranked for a week and then they're out of the top 25. So that's a definite uh, shot to their their ego. And we'll see what kind of pride they have about what kind of team they are this week.
0: Final question from Nick from Cypress. Clarification on the defensive line coach and what are your thoughts or what have you heard about BKU as recruits for the D-linemen? Fight on.
2: Uh, as for, you know, the recruiting part of it, because I think that we kind of covered uh, the other part of this question a little bit earlier, uh, I've I've heard nothing but good things about uh, what Udesi has done uh, you know, with these in-home visits or when kids are on campus and I think he's connecting with them, but, you know, we'll know more after signing day. If they sign some big-time recruits, you know, that'll speak more than anything that I've heard so far.
3: BKU is very charismatic, and I would expect him to connect well. I mean, he was just in the NFL a few years ago and at USC not that long ago. And we always hear Reggie Bush, and that's everyone's favorite player uh, among these prospects, and BKU played with him, and you know, that's how how, uh, how, current he is, and so I think that he's going to do well in this regard, and I think he's going to do well on, on the football field as well as a coach. Actually, I'm, I'm buying this hire the more I think about it.
0: Nice. Wow. Look at that. Alright, thank you, Nick from Cyprus. His final thing was, P.S. I love what Adamaya, Chris Swanson, and Chris Morales, a.k.a. Rodriguez, does, I think. Lol! Yeah. I'm back. I don't know where he's back from. He's here every week. Anyway, these <laughs> nuts 55. Our old food friend, who has asked us pizza, burgers, tacos. Now it is time to get down on the get down with it. Ooh, I like that barbecue. I know it's not Texas or SEC country, but you must have had some good barbecue somewhere in La Ciudad de los Angeles. What is the best barbecue in LA? I'll actually these start. Questions. I'll start with you guys first. I usually go first, but you guys go ahead.
3: I'll go first. My favorite barbecue is Lucille's. Nice. And there's a few of them, I think, uh, in that Scott Bay area. I think also uh, there's another in Culver City. I usually have to make a trip to get over there. There's another one in Covina. So they're a chain. They're not huge, but there are a few of them. And uh, I think it's good. Um, I will tell you that my mother-in-law, who is from Texas and has lived in Texas for a few decades now, Um, prefers Lucille's over any barbecue in Texas. Um, It's probably on her, though. I I don't know. I would think there's better barbecue in Texas somewhere. I'm not as familiar with the state, but I think Lucille's is excellent. I think uh, you you won't be disappointed.
0: Mr. Swanson.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of... uh... I feel bad because I always like to go with some sort of like off-the-wall, you know, restaurant that people haven't heard of or something new. But I feel like in L.A., it's kind of hard to find barbecue like that. I'm sure there's a few places out there, but I'm sad to say that, you know, I haven't really done much outside of the chain thing. So I like Lucille's as well. There's a Famous Dave's in Long Beach uh, down in downtown that I really like. And that's, you know, I get barbecue cravings and that's where I go. That's where I kind of have to go in Long Beach when I get barbecue cravings. So I like Famous Dave's a lot. I also got to say another shout out to another chain. Uh, When I lived in San Pedro for a while uh, back in the day, there was a Chicago Ribs over there and I, I always really liked chicago ribs it was pretty good barbecue i thought so but i feel like you know being in los angeles it's kind of we get the cravings for barbecue and we got to rely on these chains you know there's not it's not like mexican food out here so you know i've been yeah. in dallas and when i went out to dallas she took me to a couple of barbecue places and they're all incredible and you know when we were in arizona for the uh arizona state game that place we went to with michael lev Uh, that place was really good too so I just feel like yeah so I feel like when you get outside of uh, you know California there's a a lot of options but you know we kind of rely on the chains or you get the really high quality barbecue from like a really good restaurant that's just doing ribs or something like that and it's on the menu and you find it that way
0: there you go Look at that. Okay, now, as you guys know, and uh, Adam Maya goes to Texas often to see his family, I go to Houston very often for business, and I'm always underwhelmed by the barbecue because I like sweet. Oh. And see, in Houston and in Texas in general, everything tastes like smoke. So even though you ask for sweet sauce, it still tastes like smoke, and I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just an L.A. thing. But I got to say, Lucille's, yeah. you guys mentioned it, there's one yeah. here and we always mention Culver City over uh, at the mall at the uh, Westfield Shopping Center. And the Lucille's is quality. Their chicken wings are some of the best wings you'll ever eat. Their ribs are great. And I got to give a shout out to two more places. But uh, Flashback, they were big in the 80s, but there's still one around in Carson that we go to. And that's Tony Roma's.
3: Yep. Still a quality item, yeah, Clark. They, they shut it down, the one in uh, my hometown.
2: I mean, yeah, they, the one in Redondo Beach closed. That's the one I went to.
0: They'll still give you an oh. onion loaf, they'll give you a, a rack of baby backs. Very oh. nice. Uh, honorable mentions to our friends in San Diego. If you get down to San Diego, Phil's barbecue.
3: Phil's. Everyone talks about Phil's.
0: Phil's is very. I, I know everyone talks about it, but it, it's some of the best barbecue okay. I've ever had.
3: You don't if like you're Phil's? you're in San Diego and you don't want to wait for two hours, All right. go to Bull's Smoking Barbecue. It's a couple miles away from Phil's and just as good, if not better. All
0: right. Did you say, but what is it called? Bull's? Yeah. Like Bull Balls? I- Sorry. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I actually ate there with Adam when uh, yeah, What'd Holiday you the bold Trip
2: part one, I guess we should call it. Uh, yeah, that was good. I liked it a lot. Uh, I really I, liked it, you, actually.
3: Okay. I couldn't tell if you were, place. you were being nice to me.
2: No, it's good. There's not a lot of places in LA like that. And that then I there's, think there's another sure place there
0: in, uh, in Compton that I saw on Guy Fieri's uh, diners, drive-ins, and something, whatever that show is. And
2: dives. Yeah.
0: Bloodsoe's Barbecue on Long Beach Boulevard in Compton. It looked amazing, so I decided to make the effort. Uh, I didn't necessarily fit in, but it was okay. It was a family atmosphere. (laughs) And Bloodsow's Barbecue in Compton, I waited for probably an hour. And it was really good. You could tell really good cuts of meat, but they're trying to be Texas style. Mm. So I still was kind of... Wanting just my Tony Roma sauce. But Bledsoe's Barbecue, yeah. very well known. Uh, if you look them up online, five-star rankings uh, all the way along. So there you go. Well, these Nuts 55, it looks like uh, other people on the message boards are coming at you as well with some ideas. But we'll get to those in a moment. Our old friend Marty SC Syke. Chris Adams, seriously, if in fact everyone you've spoken with in a, quote, unofficial capacity has informed you that BKU is the new D-line coach, why hasn't this been officially announced by the administration? There has to be a reason, or does it fall under the category of incompetence? Hopefully their incompetence, not ours. Is that what you're saying?
3: Yeah. No, I, w- I wouldn't go that far. I think the cat's got out of the bag. There is the possibility that they are still waiting for an answer from somebody else. I don't think that's happening. I think it b k u be KU, but... That could be a reason for the delay.
0: Chris, your thoughts? I agree with Adam. Beautiful. Drew, fight on. He <laughs> responds to D's Nut fifty five and says Smoke City Market in Van Nuys. And then D's Nut fifty five responded, We'll have to check it out next time I go over the hill. I've never been there. I don't know if you guys have. Smoke but City you Market go. Because you don't like the smoke. Meat. I don't, but I, I might now I might do an effort. Yeah, that's man. like a
3: whole market of smoke, man. You don't need that. Smoker?
0: I've always wanted a smoker, even though I don't like the smoke. I just think it would be cool. That's weird. I know. Why would you want one? I don't, it yeah. would look cool next to the barbecue. Like, hey, guys, I also have this smoker, and I smoked some <laughs> lamb chops in here or something. I don't know. USCLA22. Also jumping in, when do we get to the healthy portion of this program? Obviously, he hasn't met any of us. Uh, Like the best green smoothie (laughs) juice in L.A. Winky face, hashtag vegetarians live longer. I don't know if they do or not. And then finally, D's Nuts 55 responds. As soon as I go back to my doctor and she says that my cholesterol is back up, we will play the healthy eating game, LOL. Hashtag (laughs) lowered my cholesterol with quinoa. By the way, if you want a good barbecue (laughs) item on the side, you're making some steaks, you're making some tri-tip or something, you can throw in a little quinoa in there next to the asparagus and the mac and cheese, it fits in nicely. I like a little quinoa.
3: I love that you said, like, we're going to get to that part once, like, I'm unhealthy again.
0: (laughs) Once Chris Morales drops dead of a heart attack, because I'm trying all these places, uh, we will definitely get to the healthy portion. And then we'll talk Uh. about tender greens and sushi and all this crap. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for the message board. We enjoyed that everyone's having fun with this and we're not... uh, all just sitting there going, oh, man, what's next in recruiting? That's what we're all about. We're, we love to cover it, but also have a little fun with you. The Trojansports.com podcast, it's in the books for this Monday. We will see you next week. National Signing Day then will only be hours away. It'll be Super Bowl week as well. Stay with us. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. You can search Trojansports.com podcast. will come up. Audio boom, do the same. Uh, podcastarena.com slash trojans and always available in the message boards uh, if you go to the message boards and you go to other we pop up right there Trojan Sports Podcast and you can listen right there in the message boards and you don't have to le- leave uh, trojansports.com Adam I, Chris Swanson never leave, never leave. Never keep leave. on fighting the good fight kits covering it like nobody else and uh, be sure to follow us stay with us on Twitter and on the message boards and on the site We'll keep you up to date as we get closer to National Signing Day. Have a good week, everyone. Have a good week. And yes, as we say goodbye, it is a small world after all. For our friend Blair Angulo at Disneyland. See you next week, folks.